Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where you can propel your faith into even deeper levels as we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Geib. Good day, good day, Kingdom Corner Podcast devotees and followers. Here we are almost at the end of another month, and I'm so excited, I'm so um charged up today have because on the podcast today I have a good friend of mine all the way from Virginia. Uh, her name is Janine Armstrong Owens. I've known her for about four years. Um, I'm just going to hit some of the high points of her bio here. Um, as a native of Virginia, I like this. She lives near the ocean and loves the freedom of coastal living. She loves the beautiful sounds of nature uh, being around the water uh, that God has created. She has been married to Terry Owens and has three beautiful daughters. She lives in the town of Franklin, Virginia. Uh, she has traveled with the military. She was in the military at various hospitals across the country in that very business of healing as she worked as a surgical first assistant surgical technician. Then after 23 years of working in this field, she felt the Lord lead her into full-time ministry with the King's Company, an online coaching school, which we're both a part of. That's where I first met Janine. And she serves as a leader at the Messiah Baptist Church in Newport News, Virginia. There, the Lord has led her into a ministry that always has been in her heart, which involves dreams, visions, and interpretations of them. Her goal has been to show and teach heaven, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, that they are real and closer to us, closer to you uh, than the very breath in your body. Uh, it has been in me, Janine says, to prove Jesus that dreams and visions are from God and I create space for understanding them. When I realized I was a resource for our Lord Jesus to be made manifest or for people to see the dream again or to dream again, God wrote these words on my heart. And she gives this Bible verse from Romans. I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, the present nor the future, nor any powers, height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. And that, uh, there's so much there. I think that um, what comes to my mind, we're going to talk, I believe, today. I just feel it in my heart, unless uh, Janine here, she's a minister, she's a prophet, feels uh, a different direction. We're going to talk and get into this idea of what it is to be a modern-day prophet. And I see Janine, from my experience with her, we're going to talk and define the word seer a little bit. Uh, because I'll just tell you, uh, my knowledge of Janine, when she first came into King's Company, I think she would say this, uh, she kind of seemed to be scared, wasn't sure of herself, wasn't sure, even though she kind of knew that she could maybe reach out and trust the group, she still wasn't sure because she had been so misunderstood. And let's let's just get into that a little bit, how maybe... Uh, I think you've always had these dreams and visions since you were a little girl, and maybe people kind of put you down or thought you were weird, and how you can 
uh, maybe speak into that for those out in our audience because I think there's other people who have the same experience. Amen. You would be right. <laughs> so first, good morning. Thank you for having me, um, Matt. Um, I am thankful that you are a close friend of mine because you get it. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. Um, having a dream and having a vision that burns inside of you that other people don't understand is um, just like you said, it is a part of life. I think that we get to express who God is to us. And so um, just like that scripture says about being fully persuaded, you know, I kind of see that just like inside our human body, you know, like every cell has a proper place. And just because it's out of place doesn't mean it's outside of the body. And so it still just really just warms me to know that even though sometimes we can draw away or be dormant or feel like, like you said, like being in a cave away from people, you are still connect, can be connected to God. You are not in any way, shape or form disconnected from God. And so when I joined the King's Company and I met you guys, it was just like that. I had gone through, I think, so many rounds and rounds of just expressing who God is and listening to how people do not accept what they can't understand. And so you become the gray area and nobody likes the gray. <laughs> nobody likes the gray area, you know? And so I, I ended up kind of just being quiet and learning to love myself in the background while the father just really poured into me and gave me a little bit of boldness at a time, you know, not too much where it scared the crap out of me, but you know, when you get around uh, people who love God the way you love God, it's a slow and progressive forward movement out of the cave <laughs> because in the cave is safety. I'm safe from everybody else. Right. And and uh, at, at some point, the Lord shows up and he's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and so when I originally came to the King's Company, I was um, not necessarily afraid, but more so just did not want to get involved in an, another, you know, there's that expectation, another body of believers who wouldn't understand me. But what I found was actually love, compassion, and, you know, people who needed what I had. And before it was almost as if, uh, because I was in that area, people were like, the Lord showed you what? And I'm like, well, uh, well, the Lord said you need this. And so sometimes what I'll do is I, I won't say how I received it from God, but I'll give the word of God. And so it kind of does take away from who I am when I don't say the Lord showed me in a dream or the Lord showed me in a vision, because what it does is it takes away from the ministry of the Holy Spirit that he can do those things and that God can come through for us and really um, love on you, even if you're in that cave, you know where you have drawn away from misunderstandings because you're tired of it and, and because it, it really does um, put you in a place of second guessing the word of God that he has given you because of the unbelief of the people around you. Hmm. That's good. I was, you know, I was looking into this a little bit this morning and I found this verse and I think we're both familiar with it. Uh, what happened, uh, King Saul, the first king of Israel, when he was called, uh, it'd been, I don't remember reading the whole detail of it before, 
uh, because I was looking up the word because I see you. Um, of course, we know Joel 2.28, Acts 2.17. They're both the same thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Acts is the New Testament kind of Peter or Paul kind of quote that there. Uh, that, you know, about the Holy Spirit coming upon people and the daughters will prophesy, men will dream dreams uh, and have visions. And the prophetic is something I believe that's coming out again. It's for today. Um, and yet I know that there are people that dismiss it. But I was reading about the word because I see you more. You talk a lot in in the conversations we've had and you sharing with people that you're a visionary, that you see things. I'm not kind of wired that way. You have visions. And I read about this uh, and it said it's interesting how I think we've gotten away from this. It said in, uh, I read this this morning, 1 Samuel 9, 9, it said, uh, this is Kish, that was Saul's dad, uh, and, and the servant was with him, and they were going to market with some animals or something, and they lost their donkeys, and they got lost, Saul and his servant, and the dad wanted them to go find these donkeys, of course, and the servant said, come, let us go to the seer, uh, for he that is now called a prophet was before called a seer. Let us go and we'll seek direction from him. And it's interesting, they went and something completely different happened. They were looking, uh, Saul was a very shy, awkward person. You know, we talk about prophets feeling shy and awkward. Uh, you know, very tall man, probably uh, didn't have much coordination. So he felt, you know, kind of out of place in public. And they were looking for these donkeys, and here they run into the seer. And you know from Scripture, I've read that Samuel was a seer, and that's who they ran into. And you know, God had given, just like I know happens with you, God had given uh, Samuel this word uh, the day before that somebody's going to come down the road, and uh, that's going to be the next king. And these guys... Uh, Saul and his servant, they weren't at all prepared for that word. So <laughs> isn't that interesting? That's how I think seers, which are also prophets, they're just more of a visionary. They have more dreams, I think. You can tell us. Uh, that's how that operates, and I still think it operates that way today. I I agree. What, what you said is absolutely right. Um, there, I have a lot of dreams I can't... Un explain until days come and there is someone who calls me says hey listen here I'll give you an example um, I was in my house and I dreamed um, of a car accident and I dreamed I was in not necessarily in the vehicle but I was able to see it happen and I saw how many people it involved including me right a few days later my husband had that accident and, you know, because of the insurance and because of the, you know, all the things that come that go along with that. And, and it, it did involve quite a few people just because of, you know, all the entities, the police get called, then the fire trucks, then, you know, all the people. And then, of course, me and and my husband, I, I got this dream two weeks before it happened. And I think mm. what happens is God gives time for prayer and for change. And. And I think he shows us what happens along the road according to our decisions, kind of like how he did Jonah. He said, go tell those people I'm going to destroy him in so many days. And when he went and told them, 
they had a reaction to the word of God that changed God's mind. It gave him compassion over the thing. And so even to the extent I remember, I was one day in my house making oils. I like to make anointing oils. Mm. And I was praying and I was just sitting. I was like, well, I want the Lord to come anoint my oils, right? Which is cool. And I sat and I worshiped and then the Holy Ghost showed up. And this is the funny thing. Not did he just anoint the little jars I made. He went over to the cabinet where I had the big bottle of oil. And he's like, I'm going to anoint this too. (laughs) And so it never occurred to me to ask the Lord to anoint the entire bottle of oil versus the little ones I was making for people. And the Lord was like, I'll just anoint the whole bottle. You know, of course he comes in and he takes over and he does the, the, the thing we don't think of. And so I think when God gives us revelation and he gives us dreams and visions, um, there, there comes a duty to them, you know, where we are responsible for what we see and what we, what we know. And so I think when people say, let's go to the seer, they're not necessarily looking for what you see. They're looking for the answer. What does God say about this thing? Not what I say. And so um, I think the reason God likes to give us dreams and visions is because he likes giving answers. And so um, I love that word seer, but it it doesn't really include all of the things. Um, Because, yes, we do have dreams. Yes, we do have visions. But there comes with it the sense of smell. Um, the the I, I don't even know how to say this sense, but it's like an equilibrium balance between what your physical body feels and what your spirit man understands about that thing. Um, uh, for an example, um, I had a had a vision when I I was it, it, I, I call it an experience because it's just it was not really just a vision like with my eyes. The first thing that happened is I felt it. And mm. I was afraid. And I, the Lord immediately told me, he said, this is a spirit of fear. And the spirit of fear came to tell me a lie. It said, look how far away you are in the bed from your husband. You can't love him. Mm. So I heard, I felt, and I saw all at the same time, right? And so the Lord said, tell the truth. And I said, you're a liar. That same spirit walked around the bed and did the same thing to my husband. I was <laughs> infuriated because I said, oh, is in other words, that spirit was meant to put contention between us and lie to us about love. And so what I learned was not only is it about what we see, but we have to take into context also what we feel, also, you know, what we understand. And so we get this. I call it the perfect storm of revelation where all the things matter, you know, and I think a lot of um, it it reminds me of Daniel when Daniel um, went to the king and had to read the writing that was on the wall. And when he read the writing on the wall, he didn't just interpret the writing, but he gave him a full explanation of why his life was being uh, required of him that day from the past to the present. And so I think it's um, God trains us in ways to understand um, through our lifetime. That way he can speak to us um, vividly using the entire head is what I call the seer. That's good. Wow. I think that like even when it it struck me when I read that account there about um, Samuel and, Mm -hmm. and Saul being called, that he was 
just like so many people today, uh, he was just out seeking a word, which wasn't necessarily wrong to do, about where his donkeys were. And he had no idea. And I think a lot of people today, at least I've seen this happen. You probably have too. They want to go to the prophet. They want to go to the seer because they want to get some word that's really going to, you know, excite them and titillate them as a person. And yet I think what is happening, I think, and I think you'd agree, I think the prophetic uh, ministry, the seer ministry, uh, is God is lifting it and elevating it to a newer level um, where God is really going to call people forward in some ways that are really serious and take stepping up to a lot of responsibility rather than just some simple word of blessing. That's kind of what I got out of that when I, I read that passage this morning. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree totally because the enemy comes to fool us one way, but God counters that with a full understanding, right? And what I mean by that is just like you said, um, I was coaching a couple one time, Matt, I think you know the couple, but I won't mention that, but um, I was coaching them, but on two different spectrums. And so I was being a mediator. Right. And what it is, is when you have one spouse that wants one thing and one spouse that wants another thing, you know, you have to find a medi a, a medium ground. In other words, um, you have to seek the Lord for, you know what this person wants, you know what that person wants, but what does God want, right? And so um, the husband called me frantic and he says, my wife says, um, because the Lord asked him to do a thing. And so she said, you tell me where in the Bible it says that God told a woman to provide for a husband. Mm. And here's the thing. I, when, when I sought the Lord about it, the Lord, this is what the Lord said. The Lord says, I didn't ask you to do that. And, and that was it. It was as if the Lord is saying the enemy is trying to sabotage their forward movement by nitpicking things that don't even matter. And so, you know, we can, we can, what if our whole life, Right. And so we get to this point, like, I need this. I need this. I need this. And those like, you don't need none of those things. You just need this one thing. Right. Like that one thing will solve all the other things. And so it's kind of up to the person who God has given the revelation to, to actually understand that the one thing is actually what they need and to help them not focus so much on the, what do you call it? The, the, the problem versus the solution. The problem always seems bigger than the solution, right? Mm. It's kind of like how the Israelites, when Jesus came, they was like, Jesus is gonna show y'all Romans something. And what Jesus did is he came and he actually changed the Israelites so they could learn to live among them and learn to still be in the Bible, still be in the word, still obey the word of the Lord versus what was going on with the Romans. Exactly, yes. I was just, you know, I've been kind of studying recently because I'm more of the teacher that, uh, and talking to another brother about this. Uh, it, it's so important. The prophets are so important to the church. Um, like I said, I still feel like there's just kind of an immature infatuation over the prophetic. But it says they're going to be the ones, along with the apostles, that establish the foundation of the church. And I'm kind of looking, I'm looking for, do we have that kind of um, 
prophetic mantle coming on people, I'm sure we do, on the scene yet today. Or, or you know, I don't, I'm wondering how that all fits together. Do you have, do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> you know, I do. <laughs> I, I actually have a few thoughts um, because it doesn't matter what church I go into. Doesn't matter. The Lord always begins to give me revelation for the people there. Um, it's not something I ask for. The Bible says the gifts are given without repentance, which means um, it's just like a faction of the body. The brain has to work, has to do the right thing. The heart has to do the right thing. The lungs have to do their job. If they don't do their job, then you will know because something won't be working right, right? And so a lot of uh, what goes on when I go to church, um, I don't go to church with the assumption of I'm going to be operating in the prophetic today. <laughs> right. So I don't necessarily do that. But what happens is I go there and the Lord begins to manifest himself in ways. So here's an example. Um, I was going to a church a full year prior to me going to this church. I got a vision of a man who was at a pulpit who had a very extended belly. And the Lord put his finger on his belly in my vision and says that right there needs to be removed. He didn't tell me what it was. He just pointed to it in the general area in the belly. Right. And so a year goes by. I go to this specific church. The man is preaching. <laughs> and I'm like, and the Lord immediately reminds me, that's him. And I was like, oh, oh, he's the preacher. Right. And of course, we go through our inner feelings of Oh no, I don't know this preacher. I don't know what's going on in his life. Lord, have, you have to give me more information. And the Lord doesn't give you anything else. He says this, just say it. And so after the service was over, I talked to him and the guy told me, he's like, yes, that's the, conf that's the confirmation I needed. I'm supposed to be having surgery in two weeks. Um, I actually, funny story, I saw him this past Sunday. He is still recovering. This is like two years ago it happened. He's still recovering from that thing. And so I, I still don't know what it is, but, you know, when the Lord gives us a thing, it's to let us, if we aren't, li literally, we are not the first person who tells people what the word of the Lord is. He has already told them. So we are really only coming to reinforce what the Lord has said. And that's why a lot of times the why isn't important because they already know the why. And so when I go into the church and the Lord begins to say things or he begins, it's not always about other people. Sometimes it's about the manifestation of things that walk in the door or it's about the covering of the people or it's about the covering of the minister. And so some days I'm, I, um, here's a specific morning. I was, I got up and I was on my way to church. I had a vision of a woman, um, and my vision was really far away, so I could barely see it. But as I, here's the crazy part. As I drove to church, the, every few minutes, the vision came and it was closer. So I knew I was getting, as I got closer to the church, I didn't know who the woman was, but I knew she would be there. And the Lord told me, we all need to pray over her. And so whatever it was she needed, she would receive because the Lord was waiting to give it to her. And he was needing his prophets and his apostles and the people he has put in the place to hear his word, to give that to her. Right. So it's not necessarily about us, but it's more so about the people because God needs his people to know that he is available and he hears them. Um, it's kind of like a time I was in church and the Lord kept telling me to say something crazy. It was either chicken. I think it was popcorn chicken. And I was sitting there like, 
I already look crazy, Jesus. Do I have to do this again? <laughs> right. And so after a few minutes, I just, I, I jumped up and I said it and I politely walked out because I didn't want all the crazy looks. Right. Um, two weeks goes by and um, a friend of mine calls me from the church. She says, hey, there's this lady that's looking for you. She says she was looking for the lady that said popcorn chicken at church that Sunday. <laughs> and I go, oh, <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, no, what did I say? Right. And so um, what she said was that she she had only came into the church because she heard the music and she sat in the very back and she says, Lord, if you can hear me, I need you to say something crazy like popcorn chicken. And here I am on the other end of the church. And I'm like fussing with the Lord. Like, I don't want to look crazy, Jesus. And so, but she says what she did was she, before she came into the church, she was asking herself, Lord, do you even see me? Do you even hear me? You know, because people need to know that God is there. And so if they can't hear him Hmm. in the way they think they should hear him because he could be speaking to them in many different ways right but she needed the confirmation and so i was like listen i had to tell her the whole story like listen i didn't even want to do that (laughs) but i'm glad i did because what it did is it made it so that people can understand that jesus is real god is real the holy spirit is a person and you can actually be a friend of the lord Wow. I When I listen to your accounts like this, the stories and the things that you've experienced with people in this gift, this prophetic gift this, uh, that you have, um, I, I believe from what you've shared before, this has happened in your life since you were a young child, correct? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just, and, and it's I, so um... different from a, somebody like me. I get some of these things, but not, it sounds like you almost, I'm not trying to lift you up, but some people, God is just wired in that way, where you're hearing from God in these kind of visions and dreams and words. Sometimes it's for an immediate thing. Sometimes, like you said, God will give you something and it. it six months later, it, you know, you have the other piece of the puzzle. So that's something you've kind of walked in since you were young, right? Yeah, and it's it's super frustrating sometimes <laughs> because the Lord only gives you pieces of the puzzle and only asks you to say certain things. So a lot of the time we don't get to see the outcome unless a person comes back or a person says, I need to talk to you about what we talked about maybe five years ago or um, just knowing that your your what you're doing is worthwhile. And knowing that God is this, I'll say this, the confirmation of what you say happening because God told it to you is to me the most satisfying thing in the world. Because what it means is that God is what he said was right. You heard him right. You you clearly heard the Lord. It reminds me of when um, God asked, I believe it was it was it Elijah. He asked, um, what do you see? Mm-hmm. And Elijah said, I see an olive branch to me. And the Lord says, you've seen well to me. A lot of people don't really understand what that means to a seer or a person who sees in the spirit. What it means is that, oh, thank you for telling me I saw that right. You know, thank you for telling me that what I saw was what I saw. And I didn't interpret it in any way that was outside of what it, it needed to be interpreted as. And so I think it's important that 
as as prophets and I'm not necessarily just as prophets, but as people in general who believe in God, it's important to know that God answers, God hears, God knows, God sees. And so I love to make God real for people. I love for them to feel the manifestation of the actual Holy Spirit, the 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 actual manifestation of the glory of Jesus Christ in their life or in their immediate surrounding. So uh, the thought occurs to me here as somebody like when I first got to know you, you seemed um, really kind of shy or scared. That's a fear, you know, because so often in your life, I feel like you shared that you'd been misunderstood. Now oh, yes. there's been a complete transformation. So my question would be for uh, you to share maybe with the audience, if there are people out there, ladies or men, uh, that are experiencing these things and they don't know what to do with them. Maybe they're new in this. What kind of things would you advise them how to begin to walk in this? Um, you know what I mean? Maybe to save them some of the things you went through. Um, I, I think as, as a prophet, there are experiences we have to have with the Lord and with the Holy Spirit just because we do a lot of leaning on God because if I'm faced with a thing and the Lord tells me something that is the exact opposite, I have to walk on faith in it. Right. If <laughs> I um, it's funny because speaking about that olive branch, um, I told the Lord one time, I said, you always have me out on a limb, Jesus. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the tallest tree in the forest standing on. A, the edge of a limb and you know the edge of a limb of a tree is its weakest point mm -hmm. and that's how I feel like I feel like I'm gonna fall off at any moment God like I'm here with you but I feel like I'm in this area where I'm so misunderstood that 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 I'm gonna fall off this branch and you know the Lord told me the Lord said that's the strongest branch on the tree <laughs> and then in other words stay there you're good right and so I think the part um, that I would advise for People who are experiencing the hurt of misunderstanding because it's very hurtful when um, people develop their own understanding out of misunderstanding. And so I think what I would do is ask. You have to ask the Lord to send you people who believe in the vision, who who actually experience God as you do. Um, because the first time I met somebody who experienced God as I do, I was like, I didn't think there were no people like me. I used to, I used to tell the Lord, like, Lord, where are my people? Lord, where are the, where are the people who experience you like I do, so I can have what, what I would consider a comfort zone, where I can share what God gives me on a daily basis. It used to be my grandmother, but she passed, you know, and she would, she would call me. It would, it would be two, three, one thirty in the morning. She didn't care what time. Well, she's like, let me tell you what the Lord showed me. <laughs> and I'm like, Grams, it is 3 a.m. She's like, that's okay. It'll, it'll be quick. And, um, <laughs> but it was always relevant. And it, and what I also have learned is that the, the the revelation of God is always progressive. And so it always he always adds another piece to the puzzle as life goes along. So what I've learned is that I have to surround myself with people that that either get it or they're willing to hear it out and then actually study it out with you or God will even give them a portion of what I dreamed. And in other words, I, um, 
I have a few people in my surrounding that I kind of bounce dreams off of and visions and things like that. And what I learned is, is I have a picture of the dream, but they did too. <laughs> and so I, I, it's like we all got a piece of the puzzle of the Holy Ghost <laughs> and we're all in this common, um, uh, what do you call it? Kind of like arena of hearing the Lord for a very specific reason. Um, because we're all involved in the same group of people. And so I think God does that wherever we go. And so wherever we go, wherever we, um, I guess, kind of are given words from the Lord to go into a place and to say a specific thing, um, I think it's important to stay and to wait until you can hear the weighing of those words. Because I think it in the weighing is where you get your confirmation that it mm. came from God. That's good. And that you know it's from God and that you understand that it's from God and that you don't have to walk around in uh, second guessing and misunderstanding. You know you heard what the Lord said. You know what I'm saying? And so um, we are bold in ourselves because we hear the Lord clearly. But when we get around other people, it's like, ah, Lord, I'm sound a little off the wall when I say this. But <laughs> um, I told a lady one time, I was, I think I was 10. And... Um, she was getting ready to have a courthouse wedding. You call it, what is that called? Elopement? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that, right? Now I'm 10. I have no idea what I'm saying. And I kept seeing in my view a cantaloupe, like the fruit. <laughs> but if you slow that word down, it says can't elope. Uh. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, like I'm still saying the word can't elope, cantaloupe. Cantaloupe. I keep seeing cantaloupes. And the lady turns around and she's like, why can't I elope? And I'm like, I didn't say that. And she's like, yes, you did. I said, no, I keep saying fruit. And so what happened was, I now, here's the weighing of the wow. word that makes sense. So you hear from them that they were going to have a backyard reception after they went to the courthouse. Well, the Lord didn't want you to do that. The Lord wanted to have a huge celebration in the church. You know, I didn't know that. I didn't know that she had options. I didn't know none of that. Oh, I'm 10. <laughs> I don't even know what an elope is, right? And so what I learned is that um, regardless, you could just be speaking things um, in normal conversation and answering questions all around you because people are listening. And so uh, what I've learned is that when the Lord tells us to speak, we speak, especially when it comes to um, walking in things that, you know, we, we live a physical life. We see things physically, we do things physically, but that is not the ex to the extent of who we are. We are a tri-union. We are spirit, mind, and body. And so because we are spirit first, you know, it's the one thing that speaks the loudest to us. We might not say it out of our mouths, but mm. in our hearts, we hear what God is saying. When we read our word, we hear what God is saying. And that is one thing I've always admired about you, Matt God. <laughs> it has been your interpretation of the word of God because it's, it's like you're a master of it. <laughs> mm. Well, you know, I think you brought some interesting things out here. Uh, it sounds like, and I think we could all learn from this, that a prophet, somebody that isn't lifted up and think they're the 
you know, the cat's meow, so to speak. That that would be somebody that's immature in that. Yeah. That you're always walking in a place of dependency, like you said, you're out on the limb. You yeah. are, that must be something. You, that's kind of a way of life for you, right? And I mean, that's something I think we can all learn from, right? It it has gotten easier over time, right? You're used to it in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. Over time, I've gotten used to when when it first used to happen, like the unction to function, right? Right. Used to be very, very uh, out of control. I would say the Lord would tell me a thing, right? And this is when I was young, probably between sixteen and twenty. Five, the Lord used to do this to me, probably for probably longer than that, because, you know, the Lord would have me. I need you to say a thing. And I'm like, OK, but but if you want me to say it, I need to see bright pink lights. And then I'd see bright pink lights. Well, if you want me to say it, now that I've seen those lights, I need to hear a foghorn. And then, OK, you hear a foghorn. Well, if you want me to say that, I need to know that you're with me. You know, we go through the motions of being secure. Right. Right. Because it's it's coming from a place that you can't say that's where that came from. Right. Or but but we just say the Lord said this. This is what the Lord said to me. And what I've learned is that um, as we begin to move faster and have a swifter obedience, those unctions to functions are so <laughs> are so dramatic because I remember I used to I used to get all sweaty. I would have. You know, the do or die feeling, my mouth will be watering. I, I, I'd perspire a lot. And then I would have like this rumbling in my stomach. And then so I've learned like as soon as it begins, I'm like, OK, Lord, what you need me to say now? That's because I'm in my 40s now <laughs> and I have learned the unctions of what God is God is saying. Right. But here's the thing. It doesn't necessarily come with language. So like. When it first starts, you know, when you are, are young and you know the Lord has told you a thing and you know you need to say it, you don't know if it's like, you need me to say it right now or you, or can I just wait till I get home or can I write it on a piece of paper and just hand it to him so I don't have to actually say it. But there is power in saying the things that God has told us to say. In other words, you know, um, when we say those things, those words come from us because they are the word of God. And they go into a place and they do a thing because the words don't come back void to God. So they actually carry out some sort of action from the father. And so I think it's uh, over time I have learned to just go with the flow of the spirit instead of just sitting back and second guessing over and over and over. After a while, you build up that confidence. Sometimes you get knocked down because people don't understand and you kind of move back into your cave. And that's kind of in the place I was when I joined TKC. Right. I was I had just kind of been put out of another church. Wow. And what happened was, is that the Lord set me in a place of where the fivefold ministry was actually active. And I'm going to give the, the cleft note version of this. So I go there. And I'd been there for a few, I think a few weeks, but I kind of was hiding myself in the background. You know, I wanted to sit in the last pew all the way in the back because I just want to enjoy the service. Right. And I get there. And on this particular Sunday, um, the, the what what they called the chief apostle 
was was saying he was seeing a vision from the Lord. I was seeing the same vision he was seeing as he was saying it. And I was like, mm. Lord, please don't call me to the front. Please don't. <laughs> right. Because, you know, I don't want to be a spectacle. I, I've been a spectacle everywhere. I just came here to blend in. Right. But that's not how God works. So, like, they they literally was like, you right there. <sighs> Jesus, no. <laughs> right. So, but I go to the front. And what it was, it was a learning God was teaching me a thing because I had asked for it. And so the Lord told me, close my eyes. And I watched four, four different people prophesy over me. <laughs> and wow. here's the funny thing. I could see the Holy Spirit behind them. Um, and I could hear the words coming out of the mouth of the Holy Spirit and, and going to each one of these men. And I was listening how they said what God said. Now, the first guy, he changed it just slightly. It was as if he was unsure if the year God gave him was right. You know, I'm a safe place because I love the spirit of God and I love to hear what God is saying. So I was listening as he told me a thing. He said, he told me specifically, God's going to answer a prayer you've been praying for a long, long time. Mm. That's what he said. But what the spirit said was God said he's going to answer a prayer you've been praying for 15 years. Now, with the broad statement of a prayer, what that meant was that God was going to answer one of those 50 billion prayers that that we pray along the course of 15 years. But if but if he had told me that 15 year period, it would have really honed in on a very specific thing I had been asking God about for 15 years. So what I learned was, is that he was unsure of what God was telling him. In other words, God was showing me that I need to be just just say what I tell you. Right. Don't change it because you see how it made you feel not to understand what I was saying. So I learned that the second guy, the Lord didn't say nothing. That man was prophesying over me like nobody's business. And I was sitting there looking at the Holy Ghost like, are are you saying something that I can't hear? And the Lord said, I didn't say nothing. But what I learned was that he was. What, what we would call jealous of the gifts. He wants to prophesy. He wants that. But, you know, you don't have to lie on the Lord to do it, you know. So and, and it got to the third guy, the third man. I had to open up my eyes and look at him because he was saying everything the Lord was saying. Didn't care how it sounded. You know, when I was a kid, he said something that the Holy Ghost told him. He just said it. My dad used to call me snap, crackle, pop when I was a kid. Cause I was always bouncing all over the place. And he said that he said, the Lord said, listen, snap, crackle, pop. And I was like, Oh, listen, I can take my glasses off and look at you. Cause you won't tell me what the Lord said. You won't scared to say that, you know, <laughs> cause he knows that there, there's something that comes from the Lord that answers, you know, it gives us the answer, something that we've been looking for, something that we prayed for, something we've asked for, you know? And so what I learned was, and, and I'll tell you why I got ushered out of the church, because the person I talked to them afterwards, I stayed around, you know, just so I could tell them what the Lord has showed me. And, you know, you don't really walk up to people that have been, you know, in a church setting um, what what we would call what what it what looks like a hierarchy. Right. And I told them, I was like, listen, you don't have to lie on the Lord. Just wait for him to give you the word. He's going to give it to you. You know, if you keep being jealous for it, then you keep asking God for a thing. God, I want to do this. I want to do this. He's not going to give you a stone. 
He's going to give you what you asked for. But, you know, in the meantime, you don't have to fake it till you make it. No. You know, because that what that does is it causes confusion. That's true. Because the man was prophesying about how I had been homeless and everything. And I told him, I was like, listen, bro, I ain't been homeless a day in my life. But I get it. I understand that you want to prophesy, that you want to be that voice of God. But first you have to learn to obey. Yes. And so if God doesn't give me a thing, I don't give a thing. Because what it does is it causes confusion and it leads people down a road that takes them away from God. And so they want to know God is real. They want to know God is available. We can't lead them down a path that's going to make them more frustrated because they're going to draw farther away from God. So I think um, over over the years, I've learned to just go with what God said because it creates clarity. It gives answers. And it, what it does is it it brings them closer to God. And and here I am on the limb talking about, Lord, this limb, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to fall out the tree. <laughs> yet, yet at the same time, the things you've shared here in the last few minutes have been so good because there's been a growth process to it. You talked about the unction to function. I think you've learned the wisdom of sometimes a word he gives you may not necessarily be for an inst- that instant right then and there. And that's what I, I've, God's used me in prophecy. And as a younger man, that's what I had to learn too, is maybe that word wasn't necessarily for that exact time. So yeah, I think that's I, good. I think, I think things that God shows us beforehand are for faith for it. Or maybe we can pray all the right things in position and all the right people in the right places. Um, uh, the the Lord showed me when I was 16 that I would be going to the church that I got put out of. Mm. And the only reason I remember um, is because it was such a drastic dream. It was vivid. I was there. Right. And I remember the chief apostle saying one line that stuck with me over the years and it scared me to death. He said, the Lord is coming to your house. I was like, oh, no, what did I do? <laughs> Lord, don't come to my house. Please don't come to my house. Now I'm like, Lord, yes, come to my house. You know, but when I got into that service and I heard the minister said that, I sat back in awe that 20 years earlier, the Lord showed me I would be in that exact place receiving that exact message. And I think what the Lord was showing me, not necessarily that, that I show you future things, but more so I'm a man of my word. And no matter how long it takes, I'm going to perform that thing. And so what it does is it gives me faith in the process, in processing, so to speak. And so I love to help people through hard processes because I've been through so many of them. Right. And even even coming into TKC, I was in a place where I was still feeling wounded from the last church. And so it was important for me to get around believers who believe. Believers who loved God like I did. Believers who understand the word at a, at a level where it, we really dive into the truth. Where you dive into wh- how did Paul feel when he wrote that letter? Why did Timothy say it the way he said it? Why did you have to go to the Isle of Patmos to, to hear from the Lord and write all these things? You know, it's it's important to understand the depth, the in-depthness. Uh, help me say it, Lord. In-depthness of scripture. And so um, I just love the fact that God still speaks. And even though 
he may not have what I what I would call a, a a continuation of the Bible. The Rhema Word of God is the continuation of the Word of God, and so yes. it's still the Word of God, and it carries Amen. the same weight as the Word of God, and it and it does to us the same things that the Word of God does. That's so right. I think it's important that the prophets where they are, whether you be in a ministry, whether you be in a church, whether you be in home, whether you be with family, it's important for the people around you to understand that they have access to God. Because it seems, especially as our country went through the pandemic, it seemed like a lot of churches closed. Right. And a lot of uh, people were really missing the word of God. They were really missing the connection of the assembly of God. They were really missing the connection because when you assemble is where the manifestation of the gifts really can take place. And they people get healed, people get saved, people get set free. And so as prophets, we are a small portion of the bigger picture, right? We get to do things and every operation is important. Amen. You know, I, I know we're focusing on of the prophetic, but every operation is important, just as important because just like I feel like I'm in on that limb, the limb is a part of a tree. And right. the tree has roots, the tree has other branches, and so we all have a position that we must hold. Amen. Amen. Wow, you've had you've brought a lot of things to us today, Janine. Is there anything that you feel on your heart in closing you'd like to say? For sure, for sure. Um, trust and believe, because when God gives you a thing, especially in in the realm of the spirit, there is a weight to it. There is an understanding to be had in it. And when you begin to speak those things, you are speaking direct commands out of heaven, direct commands from the father's mouth. And it's um, something that we really need right now in the earth and for people to move forward because we are recovering from just a, a just a great um, miss, I guess, just like kind of being misplaced for a season where a lot of us experienced uh, hardships. And so prophets got to stand up and we got to start encouraging people. We got to start getting them out of the muck and we got to start saying, hey, come out the cave. I mean, somebody had to pull me out the cave too. Thank you, Jesus, for the people that God gave me to help me lift me up, lifted me. Now I can lift the other people up around me. So just just keep in mind that as you go through your days, as you go through, I don't know, grocery stores, um, school bus stops, uh, just the places God takes you, even if you're just at home with your families, just remember that God is loving, to loves to speak to us. He loves mm. to talk to us and he loves to have friends. And as prophets, we are friends of the Holy Spirit and we get to hear from his voice, from his, just his understanding of what is next, what's happening, what's new, what's changing. How can we be fruitful and multiply? How can we do all the things God has asked us to do? Um, but also be a voice because God, the only way <laughs> we lift people up is by giving them the word of God. It's, it's the faith factor. Amen. Amen. So in closing, uh, I'd like to ask you a couple things. One, is there a way for us to bless you? Do you have a ministry? Do you have a group that you, uh, support that we could bless in a way financially or whatever. I mean, that's one thing. Um, 
I don't I don't have a way to be financially blessed. I I really do. I mean, I have cash up and things like that, but the the most I would ask is for your prayers. Okay. Because um moving forward and changing things and going into this new thing, the Lord told me to put some things together, so I'm going to start beginning to put things together. Um I'm going to start making things with my hands, which is different. I'm used to being in hospital setting and doing things. So God has asked me to come away and begin to make things with my hands. And so as I do, um, Matt, I'll give you the links and everything. All right. Start selling, selling things online for sure. But what the Lord has asked me to do is create smells. And and what that means is um, like candles and ah. um senses not necessarily the company senses but the senses thanks for the senses because you know when you have so much anxiety there's a lot of anxieties because of uh just the economic things that have been created because of you know stuff going on overseas plus we are still recovering in our own economic things and so people are looking for a way to unwind and to release the stress and so the Lord told me, I taught you how to put things together, put them together. And so I've, I've been asking the Lord about putting some things together. And that's what, so what, that's kind of what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm, I'm still right. kind of venturing. I'm creating things. And so. All right. Um, when that comes together, you, know, you, you can, you can still give us the links to pray for you. But when that comes together, then we can put it out there too. So Absolutely. my extra, I always ask people this, um, if, if they'd come back again, would that be something you would do? Sure. And then Absolutely. The third you know, thing, I love I love talking about the Lord. <laughs> the third thing is would you mind um I always ask the guest, would you please pray for the people as we leave today? Would you do that Absolutely. for us? Absolutely. So thank Heavenly you. Father, we thank you right now for this moment in time where we can hear from you. We can we can just have our minds and our hearts and our bodies enlightened by your spirit, God. I just ask for anyone who is Jealous of the gift right now, those who are looking to hear from you, those who are looking to understand you, God, that you pour your spirit out on them, that you open up their ears that they may hear what you say, that you will open up their hearts that you may enlighten them, and that you will open up their eyes into the realm of dreams and imagination and just sitting with you and seeing what it is that you want, that you need, and that how you want to bless and just, just love on the people around them, God. We ask for the manifestation of those gifts in our lives so we can be effective ministers of the Spirit of God. Lord, we just ask that you cover us, that you give us a covering, that you give us a love, that you show us that you are so close to us that we are we are always able to reach out and touch you. And Lord, we just, just want you to just touch each and every listener. Touch each and every one of them in their heart. Touch each and every one of them on their body that they may know that you are close, that they may know that you are near and that you are always with them, God. We ask that you just continue to give us revelation for the future, revelation for decisions, revelations for the things that we need to move forward, God. And and just give them to us one step at a time that we aren't so overwhelmed and that we aren't looking in places where we don't need to be looking, but God, I ask that you just surround each person with people to help them believe. Surround each person with prayer warriors 
to help them pray about what they see and understand and weigh the words that you give them and weigh the words that you have said to them, God, and even remind them of things you have already said to them, God, dreams you have already given them, God, light a fire under those things and just and just let them know that you are still the God who sees them, the God who knows them and the God who created them. And in Jesus name, God, we just ask for a special impartation of love, a special impartation of your spirit, a special impartation of who you have been, God. Just show us in our view how you have been with us always, how we can be better at seeing you and hearing you and knowing that it is you in the name of Jesus. I pray these things. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Janine, and thank you, Kingdom Corner listeners. I hope this has blessed you today. So have a great week. Thank you for joining us for another great discussion on the Kingdom Corner, hosted by Matt Guybe. Remember to click the subscribe button so you can be notified of each new episode as it's released. To enjoy an even deeper dive into God's Word, check out Matt's new devotional book, Searching for Significance a devotional journey through the book of Ecclesiastes. Learn more and even hear from Matt himself on the devotional website, significanceacademy.com. As always, thank you for being a part of the Kingdom Corner.